Who are the biggest influencers in most young boys' lives these days? Footballers, rappers, rappers. Mm. A lot of a lot of rappers yeah. are the biggest influencers. Not in even a lot. parents. Not anymore. even parents. Anyway, yeah. Not anymore. Rappers, yeah? yeah. And the lifestyle that they portray is seen as the norm. Everybody, most young men aspire for for those yeah. same things. A lot of it's, you know, like a, a lot of materialism. These things are attractive to young boys. Yeah. So that's the standard. The standard is. I want to get money so I can get the nice car, nice clothes, and and lifestyle. Because they they connect that to happiness, right? If I've got these things, therefore I'll be happy. And if I don't have them things and I'm broken, I'm I should basically be dead. Mm. That's the mentality. Yeah, yeah. That's the mentality. Welcome back to another episode of the Goodman Factory podcast. I'm here with the man them. I'm Goodman Aaron. I'm here with Goodman Rizzy, Goodman Mike. Topic of today is expectations of us as men. So there's so many areas we can dive into when it comes to this, right? But I wanted, as always, I like to go back. So rather than necessarily expectations you put on yourself, what do you remember as a kid in terms of expectations being put on you? by parents or anyone in your in your circle do you remember feeling like something that something is expected of me and feeling that pressure I, i'll go first yeah, yeah, yeah i was gonna say um there was a lot of pressure there was, a, there was an expectation of me being the golden child like the i'm the firstborn so everything has to go like clockwork everything has to be correct everything has to be go smoothly you have to get all a's and a stars you have to go to uni, you have to get a good job and you have to prove like you're the, you're the, what's it called, the example to your younger brother. And I always felt that, obviously, from when he was born. <clears throat> and at first I didn't mind it, but when, when I started getting older, so I'm now a teenager, I'm realising that I'm not just doing this for myself. I can't just have crisps or go and play football because it makes me happy. I have to do it in such a way or do certain things or not do certain things because my brother's watching me. And then my mum will always let me know as well, look, hey, you're not just Michael by yourself anymore. You've Alvin to now set an example for. She'll let me know once in a while. Or, you're the older brother, why are you doing that? Kind of thing. So, so that's Mumsy putting that that, yeah. that pressure on you. I'll say Mumsy and maybe the culture. Like, I feel like it's, it's almost like worldwide or well-known yeah. in, in Nigerian culture that the older, the oldest sibling has to set the, the president, the example, the standard you to then perform and then catch up and be the same if not better that's definitely true because that was the same uh expectation that that uh, my family had for me yeah so like my grandma uh, parents they would look at me as the firstborn and i have to set the example for my brother and my cousins that are younger than me and they'll tell me that from a young age i just had to deal with it no. <laughs> you know what? I have no siblings. So I never felt that. I never felt like and I feel like mum maybe even overcompensated for my dad not being there. Like I didn't really feel too much pressure. Like I, I don't think I've ever shared this. In year seven, I didn't go to school for six months. Wow. How come? I just didn't like school. <laughs> didn't like well, how how did you get <laughs> How did, didn't you get, like how, did, how did you get away with Cause my, my, not going to school? Because my mum would have conversations. I was just really unhappy. So mum couldn't really force me to go. I think we had people coming around to assess me or whatever. And it weren't until her partner moved in where there was like a man figure that I was kind of persuaded to go back. Persuaded or you said, get, get up and go to school. It was like, it was like <laughs> I guess it was now feeling like I can't maybe get away with certain things because there's a another authority figure right um so yeah then i, I remember just going back in year seven and people were like i thought you left <laughs> and it was like oh like you just i felt heated but it was that expectation now of like all right i've got to go to school but i can't this isn't a choice i have to i have to make sure i'm going with those expectations though if we're talking about school as you're going through it were you expected to hit certain grades did you feel that pressure? 100%. Yeah, but I never uh, 
Fuck those grades. So, <laughs> so wait. So, <laughs> so you're feeling the you're feeling the pressure of like, for example, I need to get A's, or mum's expecting me to. Nothing below an A was good enough. So then, are oh, you mom. are you moving in a way that carries that in the sense of, all right, I'm expected to perform like this, so therefore I'm doing these things to make sure. Or was it like, I'm expected, but fun it? It's a combination of the two for me, because I knew I had to perform. At the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, we come from humble beginnings. We've, you're trying to do the rags to riches story kind of thing. But um, at, the, at the back of my mind, I was like, I have to perform. Mm. But as a child, and my attention span wasn't that great anyway. Yeah. So I just remember just trying to be a child or trying to enjoy myself at all times. Mm, mm, mm. I wanted to play games. I wanted to run. I wanted to play football. I wanted to do sports. I didn't want to read books. I didn't want to like answer questions. I was good at certain subjects just naturally. <clears throat> but other than that, I didn't really want to. But then I'll get reminded sometimes. Like, let's say I get a bad grade. Yeah. And then my mum reads it and says, says, so this is what I sent you to school for? To mm. go and talk and not perform? Is that what I sent you to school for? Kind of thing. So... You have to then go, oh, yeah, I have to perform, I forgot. And then my little brother's looking at me like, well, is this what I have to compete with? This is easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, at the back of my mind, I was like, I do have to um, perform. But at the forefront of my mind, I wasn't necessarily thinking about it. It's just every interval or every, there would be certain reminders along the way that made me realise that, okay, I need to stay on track. I need to do what I need to do. Don't, don't be messing around too much. When it, when it came to GCSEs, what kind of pressure did you feel? There was a lot of pressure because my, my parents had invested in further education okay. uh, beyond school. So where they're putting their, investing their money into that, yeah. there was that expectation of, I want to see the return on investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... ROI, innit? G, G, <laughs> yeah. GCSE results were just... I just scraped. I didn't, like, get amazing grades. C's everywhere. All right, so I want to I touch on that, right? So you, you know you're expected to perform, right? And you've done your GCSEs now, and you're going to collect your GCSEs. I was pissed. Tell me about that. My head was hot. Tell me. My head was the hot. The walk to school. Remember, remember, yeah, remember I remember, school? I remember. It almost felt like the so you could, either, you could either go and collect it or get it posted, or is that... I went to collect mine. You yeah, could... I went to collect mine as well. Saw it, and my head, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, because I worked hard. Did get. you think that all right, before you open it? Was you thinking, yeah, now? Nah, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I, I hit this one. I've got, I've got it. I, I've, I did, I did well. And I saw my grades. I was like, wow, <laughs> wow. And I tried as well. I said, <laughs> but that's the thing. I feel like it's an inner kind of. So, you know, mum and dad have invested in you to try and get an yeah. A, an A star, nothing below that. Mm. But you know how much brain power, how much calories you burnt from just reading books, how much like effort you put in to get those grades, yeah? In my in my case, I've done the exact same thing. So I put in so much effort. My mum paid for um, a private tutor, for, I think, for in English yeah, and maths. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was already good at science. I was one of the best in my class at yeah. science. But mum mom doesn't care about science because as long as you're good at English and maths, that's all I care about. And I remember walking to school and then I, um, one of my teachers was like, oh my gosh, congratulations, Mike. She knew my grades. I was oh, like, okay, my maths okay, teacher. Okay. I was like, I've never seen my... Hold on. Yeah, yeah. And then I think my English teacher also said, no, nah, I'm, I'm very impressed. Well done. I've opened my, um, my GCSE results and I think I got like lots of Bs and lots of Cs, not one A. But I was thinking, you know what? I put in effort. I'm happy with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went home, showed my mum because she put on her glasses. You know when they reached for the glasses? So no E. <laughs> Straight away. That's all she was, she, she didn't see it. Even like, there no was other no, letters in the alphabet. That was it. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, I went from big smile, all my teeth, back teeth were showing. Because you were happy no with a. that. Yeah, you were happy with I know how much effort I put. I was sweating, bro. My, the, the world was writing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you enough. Like, honestly, I put in so much effort. And the fact that I got, I think it was like maybe four or five Bs and the rest were Cs, I was happy with that. My mum looked at it and said, not an A, not, not one A, not even Insta. Not even Insta, Mike, so you just wasted your time. I said, mum, I've put in, <laughs> I couldn't even tell at the time that I put in effort. Yeah, but expectation, yeah. it's mad. She mine, didn't understand it. She, mine, just, she looked at me like. Mine were terrible. Like, 
Absolutely. I know you didn't reveal what you got yet. How did you say I just said I've done bad. That's why I revealed mine because I thought I'd done all right. I went into it knowing, I don't think this has gone well, you know. I don't don't think this has gone well. And uh, I remember collecting it and I was like, I'm not opening this near anyone. Near anyone. So I remember opening it and seeing D's, like, I think some C's, the odd B. That I think I got one or two Bs. I think it was PE and maths were like my my highest performing. But I just remember this feeling coming over me like I've let my mum down. That's how I felt. That's the first yeah, thing yeah, yeah. I was That's like, I I've got to explain this yeah. to someone that expected more from me. Yeah. And you got the kids around you saying, oh, what did you get? What did you get? And they're the ones that had the greatest, greatest marks, yeah? yeah? So they're okay to ask people, oh, what did you get? So then you can say, oh, yeah, what did you get? Oh, I got A's. <laughs> that's that's the only face, reason yeah. you're asking, isn't it? So you can flaunt what you've got. But I just remember that feeling of like, oh, I've got to tell my mum. Yeah, the disappointment. I went it? gym. I went from school to gym. I was like, I need, I need to yeah, process decompress. this. Yeah, but to be fair... I think my mum said something like, at least you tried your best. And in my head, I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't. This isn't my best. These marks here can't be my best. Cause, but it's just, I wasn't interested. With me, like, I'm not interested in science. And bunts and burners. And, and I was. <laughs> really? Yeah? I loved science. Honestly, I was more interested in biology. But um, I loved science. I was decent at maths. And my teachers, I think teachers make a difference as well. My my, mm. my two maths teachers in school in year 10 and year 11 were great. And my English teacher was quite good as well, which is why I got decent grades in all three. Um, but yeah, I love science. I still, even even now, I still study science in my own time. I literally Google stuff or read certain biology books and that. So we've got different feelings there, yeah? So you, you're going to your mum feeling like, I've done good. But then being found out it's not good enough. And that's when I felt the feeling that you felt like yeah. I've, I've let her down. Whereas I think we're going to our parents feeling that no, this, is, this isn't what was expected. So we already know. I can't remember what, what, how my parents reacted. I can't remember. But you remember how you felt though? I remember how I felt. Because I feel like that's something yeah. we don't forget. A feeling is something that yeah, stays I felt, with us. I felt a bit of shame. I was like, oh. Yes, I was, I, was, I was disappointed with my results. I know you're enjoying this conversation, but I'm here to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Goodman Beard Oil, plant-based, chemical-free beard oil to soften and moisturize your facial hair. Order now, goodmanfactory.com, and use code GPOD1 and become a good man today. Let me ask you a question then. Feeling those um, disappointments, you know, yeah. like you failed, did that change you in any way? Did that mould you? As you're, as you're now going into college, did it turn something on or make you kind of like shy away even more? So for, for me, me, uh, I would say failing in school. I didn't fail, mm. just scrapes. So I got like loads of C's. Yeah. I got D's in like irrelevant subjects like RE, religious yeah, education. Yeah, yeah. But that it just confirmed to me that I, I need to go down a different path. And it sent me down the creative path. I knew that I'm not good at, I'm not great at maths, science. And I was like, I was, I was decent at, at, when it came to English. Mm. I didn't listen, listen in class. I used to f- always get into arguments with the teacher yeah. as well. Um, but it just made me realise, okay, what can I focus on? And then in college, I decided to go down the media uh, route. Yeah. So I would say it was a blessing because before that, I remember saying, oh, I want to be a doctor or something like that. And was that what you wanted to be? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm but say. I only when I was young, I said I want I wanted to be a doctor because it, it sounded like that was the thing to say. Like mm. my parents would be happy if I like everybody would be would be happy if I if I if I become doing a doctor. it to please other people. Yeah. Basically, yeah. that expectation of you know be a lawyer, doctor, or a, all three of them, or, or accountant, yeah. engineer, or accountant, yeah. or engineer. Yeah. Nonsense. I'm happy I didn't go down them paths. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> That's a Nigerian, that must be a Nigerian thing. It's definitely. My mum said the same thing to me. Like, I, no, sorry, when she asked me what I wanted to be, 
She wasn't asking me because she wanted to know what I wanted genuinely. Yeah, yeah. I said, she's telling you what you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would have said footballer. I want to play for Arsenal. How about that? <laughs> she looked at me. I said, "Are you are you mad?" But I said, "I want to be a doctor." She got that's my that's my <laughs> yeah, boy. yeah 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 that's my boy. Everyone back home is going to come to rush. Oh. Oh, the woman will come and rush you. I was like, "Mom, it's not even. A, I don't want to be a doctor." And I said it for the longest time. And then when I realized that again, I wasn't that academic. Like if I focus and I really try, I can get really good grades. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm really good at cramming in information in the last minute. So let's say an hour before the exam or the day before the exam. Mm. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to get good grades in school. Yeah. You know. It's a memory test. How much test. information you can cram it's into a your head. Test. And I was terrible at that. I was terrible at remembering things. I had bad mem- memory when I was younger. Um, thing. It's hard. Yeah, I couldn't cram information. I could not do it. So that's that's why I did so terribly in school. Like I didn't do great. I didn't get good grades in school. So that, at what point do you feel those expectations of others when it came to like your education or your career path or whatever, kind of, you no longer felt it? What, as in, there was no as in like, As in, like, for example, if you wanted to change careers now, your mum's probably not going to say anything, yeah? Like, when you started this brand. So becoming independent, basically. Yeah, yeah where you're to, like, to, to none of that life. noise matters. Now. Yeah, yeah. The only expectation is the one I'm placing on myself. Yeah. I would say when I started university. So you're now placing that expectation on That's yourself. That's when it was like, yeah, this is all me. I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this to get an outcome, to get a job. So I had, I, so when I, when I started university, um, I studied advertising and marketing. Mm. And I did it with the aim to work for advertising agency. So I wanted to be a copywriter yeah. for advertising agency. And that was, that was my desire. That was it. That was my plan. So, and that was my decision. I just did it because I, this is what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time in my life that I took ownership and I was like, I'm doing this for me, not for other people to make anyone happy or to make my parents proud. This is the life that I'm uh, setting in stone for myself. What about you? Mine, mine, mine was um, a little later in life. So I went to uni, not because I wanted to. I went to uni because my mum wanted me to. Mm. And I didn't study. Would you have gone uni though? If you... Maybe if I studied, like, let's say engineering or okay. um, something to do with biology, maybe. But other than that, I wouldn't have went to uni. I would have literally, you can Google most of the stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. from business management, which again, I was good at, but I didn't really like it. I only done, done it again because it was a degree. And then having a degree as a Nigerian is you're already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you. Now, now, mum said, when you finish that one, masters. Yeah, when yeah. When you finish yeah. that one, PhD. I was like, Oh my god. And um so I've now come out of a degree in business management. Still to this day, I'm I'm now in my thirties. I've never used that degree. I'll be honest, I don't even remember what it was about. Except for the title, business management. Yeah. Um maybe after a couple of jobs, I said, I can't do this no more. I'm just working, I've got a degree, I'm not doing any I'm not doing any graduate schemes. Yeah. There's nothing I like or nothing that I feel like I have purpose in. So I said I had a conversation with my mum and I was just like, you know what, mum, I tried to do everything for you and I hope you're proud of me, but I'm going to do things my way now. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't just be working and I, I didn't want to go to uni, but I went uni for you. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do GCSEs, but I did GCSEs for you. Like, I've done a lot of things for you and I feel like it's time for me to do things myself. Stay charged. Like, I actually had to sit, because my mum won't understand. She won't take it the way I'm, uh, even yeah. when you sit her down, she sometimes doesn't get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Like, so you're trying to tell me you want to disappoint me then is the way she'll yeah, take yeah. it. But I then had to prove again that what I'm doing is for the greater purpose or for the greater good. It's and it's for gonna me, work. Yeah, it's yeah. for you. I want you to retire early as everyone wants their mum to retire early. Mm-hmm. But let me trust in me to do what I need to do to get to where I need to be. Because this is the worry, right? That up at, like, you can spend so much of your life living for someone else. Yeah. And just having this conversation, I'm like, as a kid, you're living with the, you want to impress your mum, you want to, do you know what I mean, do right by certain people. You might fail in your GCSEs, then it's like, I need to go to college or I need to go uni because people expect me to do that, yeah? I need, I need a certain type of job, like, because yeah. there's an expectation. And you're living your life for all these other people. Yeah. I felt that the most, though, in relationships, so. where I felt like, where I'm doing this to please other people or I'm doing this because I now have to, I'm a dad. 
Like, so when we're talking about finally getting to a point where you feel like, now nah, this is on me, I'd probably say in the last few years. Wow. Big 38 years old. Wow. And I'll probably say in the last few years, I'm like, you know what? My kids will be good regardless. My mum will be all right. Like, I can't keep living for partners. I have to start focusing on what's going to make me happy. Yeah. Because my, my life clock is just ticking down. So that's when I was like, you know what? This co-parent journey and everything. That was me thinking, nah, this is what I like doing. This is what I feel like I'm good at. This is where I feel like I'm serving and bringing purpose. So, yeah, that, like, late in my 30s. Wow. That's fair. I, think, I don't think it's a bad thing, um, even trying to just focus on yourself. I, I don't think it's too late, sorry, if you just feel like, you know what, today I woke mm. up and I feel like this is what needs to be done. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I have purpose. This is where I need, this is the direction I need to go in, so on and so forth. I've done the same thing with my, my job. So all these other jobs I was working, so I've worked in a timber yard, I've worked in spec savers, I've worked in like um, a plus size lady shop, clothing shop. I've done all of these jobs like in retail. Yeah. Then I finally found a job that I was actually decent in, earned a, a bit more money. So I was working, now I'm working in a bank. Yeah. But even then you discover that this is not, this is not it. Can't do this forever. No, I can't mm. do this forever. I need to get into a certain part of the bank or I need to get into tech or whatever it is I'm trying to get into. But I'm happy that I took the reins on where I wanted to go in terms of my career and how I wanted to make my money and all the rest of it. But, um, so let me... I still feel like if I let, if I still try to live through other people or just let my mum and other like aunties and uncles mm -hmm. dictate where I went in terms of work, then I'll still be stuck in wherever. You know what I mean? But based on what you just said just now, uh, everyone's timing is different. You know, like, mm. it might be at 30, 35, 40, in your 20s, in your teens, everyone's going to discover or have that realisation where it's like, this is my life, let me take charge of it. And you'll be surprised, some people live a whole lifetime just living life for, just to, for, to, to meet other people's expectations. Mm, that's where resent comes in. Man. You can yeah. start resenting. Yeah. Even in marriages. So let me, let me ask you then. So as, as men now, yeah, what expectations do you feel are on men in general? Like through society, society expectations of men. Like, are we meant to earn more than women? Are we meant to fulfill certain roles? Are we meant to handle ourselves in a certain manner? Like, what is what do you feel like are some of the things that men are expected to do in two thousand and twenty-three? <laughs> so, so, from societal, when it comes to like how society um, has expectations on men, is that you must be able to have a roof over your head and... From a certain age? Probably. There is a pressure. Mm. Where, where, where do you feel like that, that by this age you're expected to have your own? Uh, 30. 30, <laughs> 30 yeah? <laughs> Just because of the things that I... I mean, we've had a conversation on it. We spoke yeah. about, you know, living <laughs> at home yeah, yeah. after 30. But I would say, yeah, society does... But even on a personal level, like, I, I also agree with that too. That by 30, you should have things together where you, you know, you're able to like, move out of the bird's nest. So, it, so for a man to still be at home by 30, would that be looked at as a failure? In... I don't know if it's looked at as failure, but it's just you're, you society... you're behind. You're behind. Society, yeah. society looks at you like you're behind because you still live at home at 30. Because who knows, it might be 32 is the year the, the same guy moves out and goes in, and moves into a mansion, mm -hmm. you know? We don't actually know the back backstory yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, or you don't know what he's been through. Maybe he was, something, something crazy happened to him when he was 28 years old where he lost all his, his savings. Mm. These things happen and, you know, he had to start again. So he's like, there's a two-year delay. All right, what about financially? Yeah, no, there, there's definitely a pressure on... Um, man in society to provide. To have finances together. Yeah, yeah provide, but what's it called? Protect and provide. If you don't have your finances together, for me, as a man of my age now, yeah. in my early, early 30s, I was going to say early 20s. Yeah, 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 wishful, like, innit? <laughs> wishful. Early 30s, um, it, I feel like it's more attractive when I'm, not necessarily that you're rich and you're flaunting all your money or your mm. wealth, 
but that you have your finances under control. I feel like is more attractive to a lot of women. I don't, and I've spoken to a lot of girls and even some exes and even my current missus, and it's it's not necessarily the fact that you can flaunt it. It's just the fact that you have everything under control. So they still want to work on their money. They still want to have their money. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, they want to know that I've got the security of my man always having everything under control when it's whether it's finances or even just like um, mood. And if something goes wrong, I know my man's got the ideas and he's always um, cool, calm and collected. So the man provides the solutions. But you know what's crazy? I think that is a lot of the times in the mind of men. I, 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 I think you don't think a, women worry. I, I think there's a lot of women out there that don't care about all that. You think so? I think I think a lot of men put it in their mind that all women are like that. Because there are a lot of women that are in relationships with guys that don't have that kind of security, financial security, but they're still in the relationship. They may not be happy with the way things are, but they, 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 they love the person and they're with the person. They're working on it, maybe, yeah. I so think, I think as men, we have, that, we, have, we have that expectation that, you know, this is what women want. And as a man, I must serve that, which is fine. It's good to have expectation, expectations yeah. for yourself. It's, it's good to measure how you're performing. Against others. That's innately in us, though. We want to perform. You, you want to perform. You know, you, you want to perform. But I think that's the problem, right? So at what point, where is performance? Where down, are we, to where your, are we... down to your ex- expectations, down to, to, to your desires of where you want to get to in life or how you want your life to be. But this is why I like this platform, right? Because I think we're having a more realistic conversation yeah. about expectations, right? I think there's some platforms out there, not to mention names, mm. that are embedding in a lot of young people's heads like this extreme um, destination for a man. Like if, you, if you're not up here, yeah, you're below. Yeah, because... right. And and even my son, my son's growing up, and I know that his expectation is that he's gonna be making money. Yeah, definitely. I I was like that when I was young as well, and I would say that that's just the norm now because when you think about it, growing up for for a young young man, mm. young boy, who are who's who who are the biggest influencers in a young boy's life in most young boys' lives these days? Uh, footballers, rappers, rappers mm. a lot of a lot of rappers yeah. are the biggest influencers. Not in even a lot parents. Of, not even parents. parents. Not anymore. Mm. Rappers, yeah. Yeah. And the lifestyle that they portray is seen as the norm. Everybody, most young men aspire for for those that. same things. Uh, a lot of it's you know like a, a lot of materialism. These things are attractive to young boys. Girls. So that's the standard. The standard mm. is I want to get money so I can get the nice car, nice clothes. And, and lifestyle. Because they, they connect that to happiness, right? If I've got these things, therefore I'll be happy. And if I don't have them things and I'm broken, I'm, I should basically be dead. Mm. That's the mentality. Yeah, yeah, That's the wild. mentality. It is, it is wild. I'm laughing, but so it's wild. So yeah. understanding, that, understanding that a lot of young boys have that uh, expectation in their mind from a young age, you can, you can understand how a lot of young boys grow up to be men that then, like, carry that burden of, oh, I'm behind, I'm not doing my thing. But then are we setting, but, are we setting young people up for failure? Or yeah, are we, or yeah. Are we, are we setting them up? Because there's the, the old saying in it, that aim, aim for the stars and if you fail, at least you reach the clouds or whatever. Like, so aiming high isn't necessarily a bad thing, but my concern is that maybe it's so far away from where a lot of these people, like if we talk about percentage, what, two... The percentage is small let's, in terms of how many people are earning there a certain we go. amount or whatever, right? Let's say it's 2%. Mm. Is, is it, so that, that expectation, that's, um, that standard, that's, uh, that expectation that's set for young boys yeah. when it comes to, like, you know, aim for the best in whatever it is you want, I think it's, it's uh, damaging to, to young boys because 90% of young boys won't ever reach that that standard so how does that then affect them mentally and i think it's catastro- what's the word catastrophic <laughs> yeah the, what what then the, the outcome to not reaching that expectation it, it leads people to do crazy things for off, money off camera someone was saying about 50 percent have a thousand pounds in their yes so I was saying that the stat yeah i, I can't remember the, the exact numbers yeah, yeah. don't quote me for 
if I say it wrong, but I think it's over fifty percent of people in the UK have less than a thousand pounds in in savings. That doesn't surprise me though. That su- it surprised me until I realised I was in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I wanted everything. Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was like between, tw- is it 25 and 35 or 21 and 31? I can't remember the age range, but it's like it, it, it hit home because I was in that demographic, that, yeah, age, yeah, yeah. Group, that age range. And I was like, bro, I really don't have a bank in my account. Oh, that's nuts. But that's, I, I, I got it. And I was like, and not everyone has the same story as me. Not everyone had to let's say, have so much financial responsibility from early in mum's house or in my own house, so on and so forth. But it just goes to show you're not the only one. You haven't failed just because you haven't got a grand in your account. And you can no- always make a grand later and save it. And they say only, this might be a terrible quote, yeah, less than 5% of people earn more than 100k or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I thought, yeah, let me yeah. play it safe to say 5%. Yeah. 5% is, yeah, uh, I think yeah, it might even be 1%. I was thinking about four hundred k. I think is like less than one percent. But if we're talking about a hundred k in the UK, five percent. Yeah. Like five percent, yeah. maybe. I can't remember the stat yeah. myself. But realistically, but yet when you when you turn on social media or you turn on certain platforms, it looks like everyone, everyone is earning is more a, than hundred yeah. k. Everyone's got access to these things. Even, so then, go on. so I was going to say, even when you ask like um, kids, teenagers even young women and young men, mm. like, what do they... So if you ask a young woman, um, I don't know about nowadays, yeah. but not, so, not too long ago, if you ask a woman, how much do you want your man to earn? Yeah, yeah. A lot of them will say easily 100K. 100K? I'm like, do you know how much 100K is? In pounds sterling. But at the same time, there's loads of women that don't, don't have that desire to be with a man with 100K. But is that the majority of women? There's, there's many women out here that are with men that don't even earn up to 30K. And they're 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 in the relationship. They're happy. happy. They're happy. Sure? So so. So Mike, wait wait wait. Let me hold on. So Mike. <laughs> so so when it comes to that perception of like oh yeah like women want guys with a hundred k salary. I think that's in the that's in the mind also, of yeah. many men. They think that loads of women want that. No, the type of woman you want, the type of woman you desire, wants the man with a hundred k salary. Maybe, yeah. Humble yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get with the woman. There's many women out here that don't, they don't, they don't need a man with a 100k salary. So then are you saying that expectations of people going into relationships are too high? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that. No, in the sense of like, there's certain people that believe like, there's certain women that want a man with 100k. Which is fine. If that's what you want. That's okay. No, but is that, that a realistic? Is that a realistic? Because we've got expectations. It is, it right? is we've realistic. Got realistic expectations. It is right? realistic. So, like, for example, if I said right now, I want to be top scorer in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. That's unrealistic. It's an unrealistic ex- expectation of myself, right? Yeah, because you're not a footballer. You're not a footballer. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I haven't played ball in years, and now I'm saying, yeah, you know what? Like, but I need to somehow. <laughs> no, Ronaldo stayed in football. You know? yeah, no, but it's capable yeah. for a woman to get with a guy with a hundred k salary. No, I'm not Easy saying it's up, not. I'm maybe. not saying it's not. Like it's not impossible. Yeah, if some, <laughs> if somehow overnight something happened. Yeah, the whole Premier League got wiped out. Yeah, and <laughs> like, or you own I could it. just yeah. But what I'm saying is the possibility. Yeah, the percentage is getting smaller and smaller. Right. So if I'm a man on fifteen k. And I'm like, you know the woman I desire? Like, Christina Milian. Yeah? She is a lingam. That was my go-to as a <laughs> child, yeah? <laughs> that, that was my, that was my, so, still yeah. to this day. Off topic, but I say. <laughs> but realistically, the possibility of that happening is, is so minute, yeah? 15K, I'm, I'm earning 15K, I'm based in London. She's this celebrity, wherever, wherever. And that's why I'm like, are certain people setting them up setting themselves up for failure with their expectations being too high? I don't think I've got the right to say that because you know I think anyone can can achieve anything they they desire oh, in okay, life. You know. <laughs> anyone can achieve anything they desire in life. If a woman if a woman desires to be with a man with a hundred K salary, she, she can get it if she puts her mind to it. The, are you wait, are you expe- back are you back in that? No, but the expectation <laughs> so it, it, I, I feel like I can't let's say the majority of women want a man with a decent salary. Let's not use hundred K because yeah, it's a big number. Yeah. But a decent okay, what's salary. A, what's a decent salary? The average salary in the UK, what is 30, 33, 35? Maybe a little bit more. I thought it was less. No, it's more than that. It's, it's creeped it up as well over the last decade. It's creeped up. It used to be like twenty something. Now it's like thirty five. Yeah. But let's say 
realistic. Okay, f f uh, let's say 50k. 50k, which yeah. is still... Oh, it's, it's a good salary. No, let's just say that 50k is the... Is it, where they're trying to reach, because yeah. 100k seems a bit mad. But again, okay, all right. how many of the... So the majority of women want a man that either makes the same as them, realistically, let's or not more. Or more, yeah. let's be honest. So if a woman's already on 45, yeah. she doesn't want... I don't think... Even if a man's earning less, she needs to see that he's doing the work to get the same as her or more. I don't care what anyone it's says. A desire. Yeah. As long as he's covering the bases as well and doing what he needs to do as a man. I don't feel I don't feel like a woman wants a man that's just gonna be like, Oh, you're earning enough, babe, man. You do the you know what I mean? And go and wash the plate as well. She's gonna look at you like, You're all right. But let me let me throw something for you. As a man, yeah, if you're on hundred K, fifty K, eighty K, whatever, yeah. and your woman is earning minimum. Yeah. Yeah, are you gonna care? No. It doesn't I, I get again. We don't care. No, but this is what I'm saying. So we're saying that women don't have that feeling in them. Because I feel like that's a, a thing of, no, nah, I love this person, so I don't, I don't care what they I do. I think there's many women out there that women are like that. that. Women that are have like that, that feeling. But sure. not yeah. the majority, though. Not the majority. Not the majority. I don't think the majority. And it's not to say that they're bad people for it. <laughs> that, like you said. Yeah. You're not bad. You're, no, you're not bad. No. You know women, a, woman, a woman having the desire to be with a man who... He's a big yeah. earner. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. But why, are we, why are we desiring that though? Why not? Men, no, but what I'm saying is... No, 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 no. So what I'm saying, yeah, is my desire, as a, and maybe it's man-woman thing, yeah, my desire wouldn't be to be with a woman that earns 100k. My desire would be for me to earn 100k. Yeah. Yeah? So people out there having desires to be with someone that earns a certain amount, to me, I don't like that because it's like, why yeah. is the desire not on yourself to earn that? <laughs> it's hard, it's hard. No, but shouldn't that shouldn't the desire be in self first rather than we're looking at my desire is for someone else to have something. From no, so no, it benefits no, me. No, yeah, that, I think that makes sense. That makes sense. My desire is for my husband and potential father of my children to earn a certain amount for security and. I understand. That makes sense. That does make sense. I know but what then, you mean. Are, I don't, then are you building that man? Are you going to take a man on twenty k and help build him to hundred? There you go. And that's and essentially that's what it's about because if you some, some can, I view I view is that if you pour into him, then you're you up you're and the same thing you're pouring into yourself. Mm. The return on investment is yeah. he looks the after ROI. You. What's the ROI? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he looks after you. He takes even if you separate in a lot of cases, he still wants to do what he want what he can for you and the kids. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. So she's putting an effort. She's she's put, like you said poured yeah. into her man's cup. Yeah, and she wants him to succeed. And the, happens, and the same happens. vice versa as well. It can happen. There are men that do that as well. So the, the, let's just say, for example, the woman is uh, very great at whatever it is she does. And then he comes and plays his part to support her. She's the main breadwinner. And he benefits from her being the breadwinner. Do you that happens that too. The, I don't I know. I always feel like those relationships I don't know. That maybe I'm, being, I'm thinking too traditionally. Because, again, my mum has taught me a lot of these ideas where she's very blunt about it. If you're not earning more than your woman, she's not going to respect you, the way my mum used to say it to me. Yeah. And I kind of understand it, but it's not, it's not like that nowadays. It's not the same as, it's not as cutthroat or as um, blunt as that. But I still feel like that a man needs to, if a man can't um, provide, which we always say protect and provide. If he can't provide, that's one of his two Right, if, we're talk, gone out the window. if we're talking about women, right, and this could be edited horribly, yeah. So, <laughs> so Malik, I'm trusting you so much of this, yeah. Like, since since my platform's grown, yeah, the interest from women has yeah. has grown it's even more, rocketed. right? But they have no knowledge of what I'm earning. They have no knowledge on anything other than But they yeah. see the value in you, right? Mm -hmm. They see mm -hmm. the value. So, do you think that that they're they're expecting me to be a certain way or there's the reason why there's more of an interest is because I'm portraying a man of a higher expectation, of a higher way of being. Because nothing I've, I release shows salary, nothing I release shows material. And, and that's my point where it comes to like women will get with a man who they see value in. Like they don't necessarily have to know. So value doesn't need to be... If it doesn't need to be like monetary, like like money. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be money. It can be like you can just you can just tell when you when you're around a valuable person. You can tell. You can tell when someone is valuable. And I think women are very good at reading that. They don't need to to know how much does he earn. 
So then let's change that, right? So we're saying as men, there's an expectation on us to bring value. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think we put that expectation on ourselves, though. But women, we, we are more desirable I've to never, females I've, if we are, are we more valued. Value. And it doesn't have to be finance. You're 100%. Right. So now my status has risen. The interest yeah. has risen. Yeah. 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 You could say that about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people equate um, followers as well with finance or value. Like you said, it does bring value. Like 100,000 people. That's, 100, that's very sad though, man. The amount of people that feel like I must be... I've had people create videos and whatever saying this man's like earning money off of such and such and i'm like don't confuse 100k with me yeah having yeah, now yeah. more of an yeah, income people think like, people people think uh, social media following amounts to like loads of money I, I, it's very I, I don't understand that way of thinking there are loads of people online with big following they don't they don't make a penny from their audience they can't even make a penny they don't even know how to monetize and they sell it. There's nothing for them to sell. Like, nothing. They even just look pretty. Even when they try and sell something, no sales with loads of followers. Mm. But I, I feel like when you see a lot of followers, it normally means you bring value in some some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You bring some sort of knowledge, power. I don't know where it is. Anything. But this is where I get the frustration, right? Because there's so many. I see it all the time, right? I see beautiful women with bare followers. Yeah. Right. And. I'll admit, I've gone through their, their page sometimes, right? Because I'm looking for a video that shows them speaking. And I can't find, I can't, I don't even know what they sound like because they're doing a lot of those miming, you see the miming videos? Or, or where someone else's voiceover. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea what nationality you are, like what language you speak or anything, but you've got all of these followers based on how you look. But yet, a man will look at that and say, she's got 200,000 followers. Like, she's, more of a catch. So whose fault is that? I don't know if a man think. If you I don't think if a man, you don't think you don't think if someone has more followers, yeah, they're looked at as a. They are. Like we said, stats. I know, I know, I know, I know I loads know. of men like that. I know loads of men like that. That they want, they want I'm a not, certain. I know a lot of men like that. That men that look for women with status. Yes, I know a lot. Of, listen, these men <laughs> don't come near me, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, uh, maybe I, maybe my, the way I think is a bit dif- different, or maybe it's, it's even weird. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't look at a woman's page and think she's valuable. Oh my gosh, because she's got two hundred thousand or two million followers. Would you be put off a woman because of that? Yes. So then, but then you're equating something to it. I, I am definitely. A man is the opposite of what the majority of these guys that are. Oh my gosh, she's pretty. Oh my gosh, she's shaking her bum. I'm gonna follow that. Yeah, that me, I'm just the complete. Because think about it. Why, why do, why do they have such large following? Because there's a desire. There's a desire. Men are following to say, yeah, I want. Why do you think OnlyFans produces a lot of money for for a lot of people? But see, if I go on OnlyFans, what, what am I gonna shake that will make these girls I mean, buy into me? That's the difference. So the way we think is completely different. I, I can't go on OnlyFans now. And shake my shit. I mean, mom. you could if you wanted to. <laughs> I'm not doing that, way. <laughs> God forbid. But you know what I mean? Um, so if a girl does that now, she could be average or she could be okay if she does it. Mandem will buy into it. But I feel like if it's the opposite, so, it won't So work. in reality, yeah, we're so distracted by things that actually make no difference. What, what do you mean? As in like, we're d- like, so many people out there desiring a certain type of person, right? Yeah. But none of these things equate to what that person's going to be like. Yeah. They could earn 100K. They could have 200,000 followers. They could look a certain way. And we, based off of those things, we expect... It will cost you, though. A certain, I, I guess, relationship with them or a certain type of happiness that is going to come from being yeah. with someone like that. And that's where I'm like, that's unrealistic to assume that because the woman is a certain type of... Or has certain things, or the man has certain things, that's going to equal your happiness. Yeah. But that expectation is flawed. But a tough lesson that comes with that is, is, uh, it's like, it's wow. It's like when you go through it and you come out of the other side and you come to that realization that what you thought based on what you saw on the outside isn't the reality, it, it can, co- it will cost you. It will cost you. So as we wrap up then, let's, let's end with that. Yeah. What has been, an expectation you've had that you think actually had a negative effect on you that you no longer desire? 
Oh, so it does say just just a juicy question. Mm. Something that I've what I prejudged and it wasn't what I expected, you mean? Yeah, or you're just like, you know what, I'm just I don't want that anymore. Like, like <laughs> I'm just not that that my happiness doesn't lie in that. You might have to cut this out, but I was gonna say big backs, but it doesn't yeah. equate to <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to cut that one out still. <laughs> hey, I thought big backs equaled happiness. I can't lie. <laughs> no, I hear that still. A lot of men go down that, that path, boy. Oh, my gosh. Be serious, Mike. For you know once. what? From, all right, I'll start with <laughs> me. I think one, one of my expectations was um, in order for me to be happy, yeah, I need to be with a woman that doesn't have kids. Mm. Uh, all right? So for me to be... Like, if I meet a woman that doesn't have kids... Therefore, we can create a perfect family. I can have my mm. wife and kids and all of this. And by doing that, I was blocking out amazing women because of that. Whereas, like, my happiness doesn't lie in someone having a kid or not. Like, so this expectation I was having that it has to be this way yeah. was blocking me from probably meeting yeah. the right person. So the moment I said, I don't care if they've got kids or, or no kids, that like, we could talk about, I don't care if they've got 100K or not 100K, like, it's how they make me feel. Yeah, yeah. That's when I feel like things started to feel a bit better. That's fair. That's fair. I, I did. I did something similar. So mine was the opposite. I only dated women with kids. Only <laughs> <laughs> eating their snacks, <laughs> eating their Capri Sun. <laughs> but in all honesty, like I only did that. I didn't do. I didn't go for girls without kids because I felt like we already don't have anything in common. Like what, yeah, what was yeah, going to talk yeah. about? I'm talking about picking up my son. You're talking about <laughs> you're talking about something else. Bro, you how many baby moms? <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, I literally oh God. I'm joking. I actually only dated women with kids. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Oh. And I literally any if a woman was single, I shouldn't have kids. It was a red flag for me. Not having kids. Not having kids. How? <laughs> Honestly, that's how warped my, the way my thinking was. I literally thought we have nothing in common to start off with. You haven't got any kids. You don't know what it's like where sometimes I have to drop everything to pick up my son. Or like, I feel, I feel like if you're single, I get it. I get it. I do get it. It's normally the other way around. Though. Normally, yeah, like, it's yeah. normally women saying that. I don't want to date a man that hasn't got yeah. kids. But I was literally that person. I was like, I felt I felt uncomfortable dating any woman without a kid because I felt like we had nothing in common straight away. And I was limiting myself to wow. just only maybe woman with one or two kids. And, and then you the met someone that had no kids. That had no kids and it was perfect. She wow. also, I want to put this out there as well, she also said, I'm not going to date yeah. <laughs> And I had, obviously I had my son, and I, we, we went on our first date and we spoke about it. Wow. Like I laid it on the table straight away. I've got a kid. This is my situation. This is my situation. My son's mum. Many so women like, are gonna love that because now they're gonna think, okay, maybe it can it can happen. It can, it can work. But this is what I mean. It can like it can, but we've got to remove that. It has to be this, this way. way. It has to be that way. That's what's blocking us from maybe finding the right job or do you know what I mean? Or actually being happy or finding the right partner is this idea of it has to be yeah. this way. What was yours? I, I, honestly, I'm really struggling. I can't, I can't think of... On the spot, in it? It's a bit... Yeah. I've, I've been trying to think for a while. But I think... Just if, you, if there's anything you can ask me to... I'm thinking, kind of I'm thinking maybe business-wise <clears throat> or like just happiness in general because maybe, for example, like you spoke about health on this platform yeah. before and I'm like, sometimes health can make you realise what is actually important. Like, you know what? I've been going for these things and my happiness isn't actually there like yeah i think i feel like the, the health the kind of the way my health is set up that's always been my edge so it's it's always given me perspective that tomorrow tomorrow isn't promised that's my that's my mindset mm -hmm. permanently so what am i doing with my time while i'm here and i look at it like a lot of things when it comes to like materialism and the desires that i once had when i was very very young like in my teens early 20s those things don't matter because tomorrow is not promised mm -hmm. so and i know it sounds crazy that i have this type of mentality but it's like who's gonna care about the car that i'm driving and the watch i'm wearing 
and the clothes that I'm wearing when I go. So my mind, I don't, I don't, I don't need these things. Can I, can I just add on to that? I was yeah. gonna say, I have thought of that at one point where if I'm not here anymore, let's say tomorrow, God forbid, I'm not here anymore. Like, what value have I brought and how have I made people feel? There we go. When I'm not here. And like you're saying, it's not the car I drive, the money I have in the bank. It's how I made my family feel, my closest, and even people that I don't even know, how I made them feel and what value I brought into the world that they can still use. And I don't know, it makes them feel better or they can add on to and build on upon, if, if that makes sense. No, honestly, I've, so I've had like two, three friends pass away within the past three years and one thing i realized is that when when i went to their like funeral no one spoke about the car that they drove no one spoke about the clothes that he was wearing so then those things don't matter those things don't matter like those desires that i once had when i was younger of oh i want to i want to wear this brand i want to have this car they're just personal desires that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So I think, I think to wrap it up, you've got to be mindful that your expectations will actually make you happy. I think sometimes we carry expectations with us based on what other people have embedded in us or what society, society. expects of us. But that doesn't mean that when you attain those things, you're even going to be happy. Yeah. And like you said, like, to you, health is important. Like, what is, like, tomorrow is the one thing we probably take for granted, believing it's, it's guaranteed. And it's, and it's not. So if your today is being ruined because you feel like you're not good enough or you haven't reached the, the status or material objects that you feel like you should have by now, that doesn't mean even when you reach them, you're going to be happy. So really just be mindful of that as we go forward. But boys, I want to thank you for this conversation. As always, it's been a pleasure. It's been, been a good man factory. And we will see you next time. Peace.